Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. We have been celebrating our anniversary all month. Isn't that awesome? Don't you like, how many of you celebrate your birthday all month? No, don't raise your hand. <laughs> as many as possible. So it's the birthday, right? We're celebrating all month. We don't always do it this way, but there's times when we really feel the Lord wants us to emphasize some things, to cast some more vision for where we are as a church and where we're going. We certainly celebrate where we've been, but can I tell you, in faith, we're celebrating where we're going, and we're praying and believing God for the future and the amazing things he has for us. As we began this year, this word popped into my heart, and you've heard me say, it doesn't always work this way. I'm not, I'm not the guy that has a word for every year. What's your one word for the year? And I, I love people that do, and I'm like, why not me, right? And, but uh, this year, we, stepped, we had the word threshold drop in our heart, and I believe we stepped across in January in our 21 days of prayer, a threshold of our lives, of his church, just stepping into something more. We talked about, not gonna do that today, but stepping, if you step across that threshold, and, and if you're ankle deep, step into the knee deep, if you're knee deep, waist deep, and over your head, and so many things we could say about that. And then I really sensed as we got ready for these 21 days, which we just finished up, we got ready for these 21 days of corporate prayer, I felt this word accelerate, that God was looking to take us to this next season in a greater capacity than what we've experienced before. Now that's a great thing in one sense, right? We're ready, God, another thing, that's a great responsibility. But I wanna say to you today that God is a big God and a faithful God. And I believe God's looking down from heaven and he's understanding the times and we need to a little bit. So everything's picked up as far as, and I'm not gonna be talking today about end time prophecy and I'm into all that. Believe me, I love studying Revelation and all that. We'll do that another time. But things are spinning faster on this world and we're getting closer to the return of Jesus. Thank the Lord, amen? And so biblical prophecy is being fulfilled and we see that in all the things that are happening. That's not surprising. You can actually find some of the things happening today in the scripture. But also I believe he's then wanting to even more, with a, more, a greater sense of urgency for the church to get up and get out and reach the lost. And so I believe we're in that moment that he's taking us to another level, maybe even a, another pace, if you will. But it's gonna require something, all of us, it's gonna require that out of you as an individual, your marriage, your family, and we're only asking you to do what God's asking you to do, and I believe he's asking us to all take another step. So we've been talking about that this month. What does that look like for Tree of Life? And we live by, and I love the logo they created for the series, Go Into All the World. And we've lived by that from day one, Tree of Life Church. And so we're now stepping into some things that have been prayed about and, and positioned for 42 years. And I believe this is the moment to step into an, another level, another uh, uh, accelerated pace to see Jesus work in, in and through us in a greater measure. But here's what I also believe, and we shared this last week a little bit, that the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest at home. We're not trading what's happening out there for what's happening in here. In fact, if it's not strong here, it's not gonna, be, it's not gonna work out there. We're wanting you to be strong, your marriage to be strong, your family to be strong, us to be strong as a church so that we can do what he's asking us to do around the world. But here's what I know about God. Whatever sacrifice we make, when we focus on others, he focuses on us. And we, we, we're, we're building others, we're building churches and ministry around the world, reaching the lost almost at any cost. And when we do that, he takes care of us. Seek first the kingdom of God, then all these things will be added. Refresh others and you'll be refreshed. So we're not, we're not trading anything out. You don't do that in the kingdom. It's really a win-win in the kingdom. And so we're looking at what God's doing and asking of us. And I, we've just been sharing that. I just, this is kind of a vision casting, somewhat of an update uh, this month. At the same time, I, I want your heart to be open because what you're seeing and gonna see on the screen is just not a report from the field. It's the living gospel at work. 
Amen. It's our obedience through our tithes and offering and giving and going, as the scripture says, and, and reaching those that, that are in need and have never heard the name of Jesus before and, and seeing healings and salvations and God changing areas through our obedience, if you will, and our faith, our act of faith here. And so I want you to understand that as we walk some of this out. And today we're emphasizing uh, two different places. We'll emphasize ministry in Ukraine. And that's why you saw our wonderful friends, Mariana and Tina, up here singing uh, Come and Breathe here in uh, that piece in Ukrainian. And then Mackenzie, my niece, and we know that uh, Pastor Jeff's daughter, all that we're doing in Mexico in Audible de Vida. And that's where we started for the month. And so we, we just believe God's moving and opening doors through relationship. We say no to a lot of things. We say no to a lot of good things because we want to say yes to the God things. And he works through relationship. And, and, and maybe I'm a little slow at times, if you will, and I just got to make sure, is this you, God, and God's positioning and moving. And so when we bring this to you, this report and vision to you, know that it's been prayerfully covered and discovered in God, and we're just taking steps out of obedience but all along the way, your faithfulness and giving and praying has made it possible. And so today I wanna to let you know, uh, wanna share a little bit about what's been going on in our ministry development with Ukraine and uh, what's happening over there, what you've already done, and a little bit of what's going to be done. So let's start by taking a look uh, to the screen. After days on a razor's edge, Ukraine is now a nation at war. Vladimir Putin's decision to launch a full-scale invasion comes after weeks of diplomatic efforts by the U.S. and NATO allies to deter the Russian president. Putin never backed down. Think of Ukraine and everything happening in today's world. I, we need to have compassion on the crowd. We need to be people that are moved with the plight of others. Right? There needs to be something rising up in us, and we need to be people of compassion. Jesus was moved with compassion. There's a response that comes after compassion. Amen? You move with compassion, and then there's a response that you engage in. We're going to do what we can do to give them something to eat. We're going to help bring resources in so they can be fed. We're going to bring resources in so they can have medical supplies. We're going to bring resources in so they can have some of the other things, many of the other things that they'll need. Uh, but today, we really felt uh, to designate today all our missions money to go to the relief effort that we have a way, a great network to get it in the hands of local pastors that will, again, minister to the people in the area, and it will come in the form of resource. And so I'm happy to say, excited to say to you today that through your generosity last week, all this week, we have, as of this morning, we have been uh, blessed with uh, offerings coming in, gifts coming in of over $50,000. And so that's amazing. You have provided, well, what we can see right behind me, a huge shipping container that we have filled with supplies and humanitarian relief and much needed resources for the people that are just really suffering and going through a difficult time in Ukraine. We have a very much people who came from East and South. They came without anything, like they run from home what they have on them. And I think we're still alive in Ukraine because we got a lot of help. In a shock and everything, we got food so we can give to people. We got stuff which we cannot get by us. What you'll find in there is 2,000 pairs of shoes. Um, also in there is uh, no water needed body wash. And that sounds funny, but there's 15,000 units of that. For soldiers, they need a lot of um, the dry shampoo. Yes. Yes. It was the best. <laughs> People were fighting here. We save a few because of war still, but it was like gone immediately. 
that was the special things, but very, very important. So great. And uh, we have a few people who started to give furniture because like we have their assets of kitchen, everything's there, dishwasher, refrigerator, everything used can be used and they pack it. So we have people who just come and put it or to the places where we build uh, temporary houses. Here we are in the uh, village of Moshun, just outside of Kiev, and as you can see, this is uh, some of the destruction that we see all over the village, all over the villages around the area, and uh, these are examples of some of the tiny homes that we're giving to the people to put a roof over their heads. Rocket. Russian rocket right here. Find this all over all over this village here, these kind of rockets and... Just unbelievable. You cannot imagine how many areas of life and society it affects. It's just overwhelming. Every home should have a Bible. And so we want to give you a Bible and the, and the keys to the house and just pray blessing upon your house and your lives. He stands at the door and he knocks. This is symbolic of Jesus wanting to make his home with us. And so as you have this new home, temporary home, God wants to make his home with you. Що ви турбуєтесь і знаходитесь одночасно з нами тут, хоча могли б бути в себе вдома. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, we're here to share the love of God with you. In addition to building tiny homes, Tree has been supporting churches in Ukraine, equipping pastors to bring aid where it's needed most. This past winter, the church uh, side of the school was uh, affected by the fallout of shrapnel that did hit the building. Like some of the um, uh, drones that shoot out of the air, or the missiles, and then a few missiles actually landed in this neighborhood. So a few homes were burned from the missiles uh, falling. Wow. And then actually one of the missiles was destroyed and some of the shrapnel actually hit the church. The kids are okay, but um, if you looked at the windows of the school, you'll see they're taped up uh, for precaution. And they use the water baptismal as like a bomb shelter. So it's a whole new day here, but um, they are persevering and making the best of it, trusting Jesus to get them from day to day. One of the needs was for vehicles to be used for humanitarian aid. Tree was able to assist in purchasing vans for that purpose. My friend woke me up saying, like, David, the war started, they are invading, they're attacking from, like, all the sides. But I made my decision, I made it, like, in the first probably 24 hours of the invasion. I just was, like, thinking and praying about what to do. On one of the Sunday services, 
in the church, uh, I think that God spoke to me saying that no matter what happened, at the end of the war, you will not have even like a scratch. And I knew that like, whatever happens, there will be a big need of help, any kind of help. We actually need Christians there that like a lot of people and even Christians are not willing to go because that's where like people are needed. A lot of volunteers actually in the beginning of the war was just like driving things because a lot of people left with their cars and nothing was actually working in the cities. Like all the services stopped. Took the van. I found like a couple of military shops in Poland. I had zero monies with me. And the first shop that I found and I went into to buy all the stuff, it was already full of like foreign foreigners and Ukrainians that were trying to buy gear and send it to Ukraine. There was like, who is going to Kiev? And I was like, I'm going to Kiev. Stuffed my van with gear and food and supplies and started my drive to Ukraine. It was crazy, yeah. I would never think ever in my life that I would see uh, a fight like that. Like, it was really tough. It was a big fight right outside of my hometown that I lived my whole life. The churches would send me supplies for civilians, medicine supplies, and uh, we would drive in Kharkiv region as well. And I had my friend that was in the police and we would take like supplies, uh, get in my car and in the car of my friends from the police and drive like uh, inside of European where like civilians were not actually allowed or like other organization and just like give supplies to people in places that like regular people would not be allowed to do that. At the time I didn't have a van but then uh, other churches and organization donated money through Viking Kelly as well and we bought this van in Europe that got already blown up two times. <laughs> one of those hit here. Yeah. And one of those hit oh, here. Oh yeah, right there. Yeah, but none of them popped the tire. All the gray spots on the car are like holes in and out, but all the gray spots here, none of them went through. So the engine was still good. The first explosion broke almost all of the glass. Wow. The second explosion broke only the windshield and this one. But like the overpressure was so strong that you see like how it yep. opened the, the... Yeah, so this one is closed, but actually I can stick my yeah. fingers through. And all of the doors are like this. And when you drive it, it shows like that I have an open door. And you can hear like the, the wind blowing inside the car. Really, thank you guys. Like, I don't know how many thousands of kilometers this van already made. And yeah, and it did really great. Though the war has brought pain and trauma to the nation of Ukraine, we believe God is bringing healing and wholeness. We've partnered with Reduga Ministries to help bring trauma healing centers to the city of Berezhani by way of an after-school robotic and discipleship program. Робототехніка впливає на дітей дуже добре. Ну, це їм розвиває як мислення, їм якось розвантажитись після тяжких занять в школі. Їм це подобається, вони завжди раді нас бачити, коли ми до них приходимо. На початку вони були зжаті, дуже зковані, їм, їм дійсно було дуже важко, бо деякі діти, що я особисто знаю. Ну, їм це допомагає просто розгрузитися, переключитися, забути про це. І Лего орієнтований на дітей від 10 років. В контейнері є три частини з різноманітними деталями, контролерами і приводами. Програмується, створюється програма на основі моделі. Якось так, дві складових, дві складових планшет і конструктор. Блоковою системою програмування виробником створені моделі, які діти 
можуть збирати, вони є різноманітними, головне купити, наприклад, банальний робот, що, що тут ну, описано про цього робота. Трішки далі ми можемо зустріти, та бувають деколи моменти, що вони складають не то, куди треба, але їхня допомога дійсно дуже сильно впливає на це, бо їм ж потрібно допомогти якось себе знайти в цьому житті. Після навіть того самого раніше сказано, що вони побачили, їм потрібно ну, якось вернутися в нормальний дитячий світ. Ось це їм дійсно допомагає. So, uh, a really big thank you for all of the people that helped with prayer, with uh, just with supplies, with monies, with uh, uh, spiritual help, with uh, moral help. Even like talking about Ukraine, sharing the talk about Ukraine in your countries, in America, in your churches, in your communities. It's a really big thing because I know it's normal. The media cannot speak about the war as it was the first day, the first week or the first, the first month. But believe me, it's still, it's still really bad. It's still going on. It's still there. It just like changed the location. The front line gets smaller, but like the intensity of uh, shelling, of bombing, of, uh, of attacking are even worse than in the beginning. I'm really grateful for all the help. May God bless you, bless your communities, what you guys doing, what you guys uh, just helping us to do here. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, Tree of Life Church. Thank you. Thank you for your generosity. You're enabling us to be a part of helping restore hope and help over in Ukraine and actually around the world. And so you saw the shipping container, 2,000 pairs of shoes, 15,000 units of no water, body wash, and you saw, said we've helped purchase seven homes, build seven homes, we've uh, bought three vehicles, the one vehicle that he was showing was one you bought, and of course it's gonna keep going, no matter bullets or bombs, it's gonna keep running in Jesus' name, amen? Um, and then the robotic camps that you helped, uh, the, actually they're healing trauma clubs, and so you've helped sponsor one in Berjani, and so God's just doing a great work, and we're just saying yes, Lord, I mean, how else can we do anything? God's given us so much, and to whom much is given, much is required. How can we do anything other than say yes? And when we look at the scripture, and it says, go into all the world, and, and the first thing would be, what about our world? And God says, go into all the world, and I'll take care of your world. You take care of those that can't help themselves. You be a voice for those who can't speak up. You feed, the, you feed those in need of food. You clothe those that are in need of clothes. You help build shelters for those that don't have any. And we can only do what we can do, but we have to do what we can do. And so I wanna thank you guys for all that. You know, in December of 2020, a family walked into our church from the Ukraine and uh, the Gulkovsky family and Mariana, who was up here singing, and Andre and uh, his three beautiful daughters. And we just built a relationship, started building a friendship, just built, built a friendship, built a relationship. Not knowing, this was before the war, whatever happened, not knowing what God was doing and positioning. And we were just enjoying uh, having a friendship being built in. There's just those things, you know, God has knit your heart together, and then the war comes, and then we start seeing why God and what God and the positioning he was doing, and so many wonderful things have come out of that relationship. And Andre's family's been in ministry for decades in the Ukraine, and Mariana's as well. In fact, I preached in Mariana's dad's church, and then we went over to Andre's dad's church afterwards, and 
enjoyed fellowship, and it's just opened the doors to so many pastors and churches that we believe that God's connecting us and networking us with so we can help mentor and resource their churches so their churches can be places of hope and help and resource centers and just investing in to the, you know, the believers there in the Ukraine to reach their people. Uh, met a gentleman through uh, Andre who's over there working, had been working in ministry, they knew each other. His name was Oleg, I can't pronounce his last name, we're just calling him Oleg, right? And Oleg, and uh, we had it in our heart to go visit, my wife and I were on a trip close, and so we flew into Budapest and Oleg met us at Budapest and drove us into the Ukraine and we saw that they had begun humanitarian aid relief and we initially connected with them and then we've been partnering with Sozo Charities who is led by uh, one of our own Tree of Lifers here and YWAM, they're doing a great work there. Uh, also through that you saw Kelly Hudikoff and Vicky Hudikoff, we'll get to them in a minute. But Oleg and I just really connected and it was just kind of a fun friendship and so we knew God had us together for more than just the humanitarian aid and what they've done is clubs, Christian clubs for teens and kids all throughout the Ukraine for 28, 30 years. And so then he began to focus all their abilities and expertise and relationships on doing these healing trauma clubs because these kids are experiencing things no kid should ever experience. And so he shared the heart and vision with me and then he was here, I don't know how many remember he was here a few months ago, he and his wife Lena, and they were doing these healing trauma clubs and as they shared the vision, I thought, absolutely, Tree of Life wants to adopt a city with 100 plus kids for a year to provide them what you saw, the robotics and then the opportunity for them to get together and open up about what they're experiencing and then at the same time be ministered to through Bible lessons and uh, memory, memoriz Bible memorization and Bible study and um, application to life. And so we actually have Oleg and his wife Lena with us this morning. Hey, are you guys there? Are you guys there with us today? Hey, can we give them a big, hey, welcome Oleg and Lena. Hello, Tree of Life. Hello, Tree of Life. Hello, my friends. I miss you guys. I miss you. Can't wait to see you again. <laughs> we miss you too. And uh, our, our children send in their greetings as well. They met you just once, but they yeah. fell in love with you. Well, how can you not, right? I mean, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, just, I'm teasing. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> hey, I feel the same. You got a great, got a great family. Hey, listen, Ola, give us an update because we, we are sponsoring Barajani, the Healing Trauma Club. Uh, tell us what's happening there now and then all the summer camps that you were doing as well. Well, one of the things you don't see in that video is what happens actually uh, between the times when children build robots because there is a lot of spiritual impact that's taking place. Uh, children, uh, after they build those robots, we have an opportunity to discuss spiritual things with them. And we'll, we, we, uh, we talk about value of life. By the way, we just finished four of our camps, 120 children in Berijane due to your support, Tree of Life. Um, they were able to go through these camps and uh, the the line that that the main the main line that went through all the camps is the value the value of life value of uh, value of this children's life how they can restore after all the trauma that they've been through value of of the friendships value of community because as they left their homes their bombed destroyed shelled homes they're able to find new communities and we're trying to encourage them another cool spiritual thing that happened that was uh, not something that we planned and that's what usually God 
how God works. You know, yeah. we plan certain things and God says, ah, oh, no, I have better plans. Yeah. Um, when yeah. the parents would bring their kids, that would, because, because they have to travel for, for, for a few miles uh, on bicycles or by foot to go to that robotic uh, club or, or camp, they just stay there and wait for their kids. And as they stay there, they start, you know, talking with, uh, with our team, uh, with church leaders there. And, you know, the whole conversation, this conversations uh, went in the unpredictable direction. These parents started uh, attending local churches. So this is not yeah. what we planned, but this is what God did. So yeah. this uh, trauma healing club turned into a uh, evangelistic tool, not just for children, but also for their parents. Because church once planting, basically. Church planting, because once you reach uh, children, you also impact uh, their parents. Yeah, that's amazing. And we're so excited about how God's using your healing trauma clubs all over the country. And thank you for our opportunity to partner with you. Um, I got an email not long ago. It was super exciting because you have clubs all over Ukraine. And there was some kind of uh, countrywide competition, robotic competition, competing with teams from all over the Ukraine. And you guys, your clubs did really well. Hey, Lena, tell us about what happened and what's going on there. That's true. Our clubs, um, just like in your city, we're reaching 100 kids weekly. The Starting September, we'll, we will aim at reaching 150 kids weekly. Um, and then we'll run summer, summer camps for them. Um, but then, you know, bes besides the clubs and besides the camps, we're aiming, even before the, the war, to prepare our kids for something better. You know, you have to, if you have kids, you know, you have to motivate your kids. And the way we found to uh, motivate our kids was for them to take part in the all Ukrainian, you know, the whole country robotics competition. And that dream never materialized before the war, but now, you know, it did now. Uh, they, uh, they never had the, held the competitions the last summer because last summer was total nightmare and chaos. Um, this summer that they, they held the competitions and um, a couple of our teams um, came to take part and our girls got good places and they were offered to go to the world uh, robotics competi competitions in Panama. So imagine all these clubs from Sweden, from the UK, from Canada, from everywhere. They're coming to compete. Kids who come from homes that, you know, have parents and everything. And our some private schools, some private and, schools. Know, big, it's, this is a big deal. This is like real, real uh, global Olympics uh, in the world of robotics and our girls who had to either spend their uh, year in the basements hiding from Russian shelling or or leaving their homes that got that one of the girls uh, who won she she had to run away from the city that got occupied immediately at the beginning of war she, they left everything so they were starting they were not just starting from scratch honestly they were scratch starting from minus a hundred and they became the winners think about the effect that ahead of them so their parents are so happy that Christians uh, serve their kids they are so happy about the church and and I think that's the power of the church when we when we bring the word but also we do something Amen. incredible for people and when those th two things um, work together uh, churches grow and also think not only about the present uh, of what they're going through right now but about the future yes so you know this kids will grow up and the memories they 
we're gonna have most likely would be about bombing and shelling yes. and escaping and all the trauma. Now, instead of that, with your help, these girls will be will remember robotic classes and a caring Christian adult who was there for them. And you know, this Christian uh, caring Christian community who will take them to the world robotics competition. And once the war is over, we will need to. A lot of engineers who will be re Ukraine is number one country in the world today in the mined land. We have more mines uh, by the after left by the Russians than any country in the world. So we will need people who will demine Ukraine, who will build, who will reconstruct those buildings, and that's another thing that we're doing for these children. Amen. It's so amazing what you're doing and helping them grow and process. We can't imagine the emotion and, and trauma, and then sharing the gospel with them, letting them know that. You know, God's a big God, and he's a God of the impossible, and they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. Reaching a family. So thank you guys so much. We love and miss you. Can we give them a big thank you for what they do one more time? Be safe. Thank you. Thank you, Andre and Mariana. <laughs> be safe, friends. Be safe. So you're making a difference around the world. I, I want to say this, not arrogantly, but I believe it's the call every church. What happens here impacts the world because God. Not because of us, because God. Just saying yes to go and do what God's called us to do. And it takes a commitment. It takes a commitment from the church, but that means it takes a commitment from all of you because the church can't do what God has called us to do if you don't do what God has called you to do. And so all of us working together, it doesn't matter the amount or the time or whatever, an individual, what matters is how we can do all that together and collectively change the world. And so uh, thank you for what you're doing around the world. And so, um, as I said, I mentioned uh, Kelly and Vicki Hudikoff uh, earlier. You saw them on the video. Uh, they have did ministry for 25 plus years in the Ukraine, and we met them through um, Dave Barkley, who he's not here, but Sozo Charities, and so, and then Andre through, I mean, God's just weaving all these relationship pieces around. And so, and I believe it was 2020, we went on a trip to uh, Cuba, the first time my wife and I did, uh, invited by Kelly Hudikoff. He was doing ministry not only in Ukraine, but also in Cuba, and God had called him to go to Cuba and do ministry because Cuba's a communist country and Ukraine at one time was, and he was doing ministry there, and then when they got the freedom and independence, the gospel just came in and he saw the church needed to be developed in a greater measure, and so he sees in Cuba now and for five or six years they've been working there, serving there, how empowering the church that's under communist oppression right now for what we believe one day will be free and the gospel can come in and training up leaders and being ready for that moment. So uh, he asked myself and my wife to go participate a few years ago in pastor training and doing things like that and so we said yes and so we felt God had moved things around for that, opened the door and it dropped in our heart and so we went another time uh, more recently and we took a team at the end of December, and we wanna bring you that report because we feel God's asking us to continue to reach out to churches and pastors and develop and help them and believe God, amen, for that door to open and the lid to come off, if you will, that communist oppression where there's not any gospel allowed in to come in and just impact that country. And so uh, let's take a look at the video. Amen, how much of God do you want? That's the question for everybody, amen. We are blessed, so we're blessed to be a blessing, amen? And that's what we're doing, and that's what we're saying yes to God for, the, the, to the areas, opportunities he's provided. There's a lot of things we say no to 
because we don't know that that's what the Lord's saying, but when he tells us and reveals clearly, we step out in faith, and we thank you for your commitment and your participation. But I wanna remind you, that's not just what we're doing, that's the word being lived out, amen? That's the Bible coming alive, Jesus coming alive around the world, and so, and it does here, and it starts here, and what starts here changes the world, I believe. And so all we need to do is share what you've been doing uh, through your generosity and your prayers and your giving, your going, uh, in obedience to what God is saying for this church. And here's what I know, that when we take care of others, he takes care of us. But when we see the scripture, and we'll take a look at that for just a moment, we're gonna look, at, for, guys, we're gonna start here. At Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says this. Then Jesus came and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Therefore, go. And so when God says go, you go. And you step out in faith and you trust God, he's gonna bring people alongside of you. And we're gonna do everything we can to see lives changed around the world. And I love that, the heart of this church, the heart of this house. But I know it's a commitment, and that's what we feel. We, we talked earlier about accelerate. We talked about what's, it, what's that look like from this time forward that we feel like we're in a, at a time and season as a church and, and as, a, as a world, the, the times that where Jesus is getting closer for him to return, and we need to be doing his work. And not, we need to do it with a sense of urgency. Like we need to, I, I wanna be doing what you're doing, God. And it's gonna take a commitment, not just from this church, it's gonna take it from all of you and following God. It's gonna take a commitment for you as a person, for you as a couple, you as a family, and just see what God would have you do to step into maybe, maybe a deeper commitment to him. I'm not asking that for the church. I'm not asking you to sign up for whatever and give to anything. I'm just asking you, are you at a place and season in life with us that you have this sense within you as well to take another step, to maybe take a, a, a deeper step in the things of God? Make a deeper commitment to him first and foremost, and then just do what he's asking you to do. We shared a lot of things over the course of this uh, series, if you will, this month, and I just wanna remind you, uh, I actually wanna bring to your attention Matthew 16 before we close. Matthew 16, 24, because the reality is we're humans too, and we're like, what about us, God? And we've already addressed that in some, in some regard. But here's what I know, according to Matthew 26, 24 through 27. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. You won't actually, by trying to focus on you, you won't actually walk in and fulfill all that he has for you. The real life as he intended. He says, and that's a promise of God. And he goes on to say, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. That's a promise of God. You wanna live life to the full as God intended for you, better than any natural thing you could plan yourself? Give your life completely to him. He says, I will take care. That's where real life is. When you lose it about yourself and you step into what I have for you. And that's a promise of God. Then he goes on to say this, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul, not be fulfilled, not be satisfied with the life that God gives, which it only can come that way? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he'll reward each person according to what they have done. Not what they said, not that what they intended to do, not what they wish they would do, but what they've done. And I believe that that's something we look at and evaluate every day of our life when we get up in the morning. Is today gonna to be about me or is it gonna be about you, God? And then Matthew 19, we're gonna close with this one. We shared this last week. And everyone who has left houses, brothers, sisters, father, mother, wife, children, fields for my sake, his sake, for his call, his purpose, his plan, 
will receive 100 times as much and will inherit eternal life. See, you never go without when you, when you serve God or give your life to God. And when you talk about the things of God, it's never a loss, it's a win-win. It's a win for the kingdom and for the loss and hurting around the world and it's a win for you. When you give your life to him and you give your, your, yourself to all that he has for you without holding back, you gain everything he has, which is greater than what this world can ever offer. But we're trained in this world's mentality is pursue everything about you, everything that you want. You will always come short and be unfulfilled and unsatisfied. But when you do it for God, he's the only one that can satisfy and fill your soul. He's the only one that, and his promise is, I'll give you those things a hundred times over and eternity. See, some of us are just living our life and we're thankful we got our, our, our ticket punched to heaven. But what about your time on the earth? We're thankful that we have eternity. Make no mistake about it, I'm glad. But what about the hundred times that, or the things that he will do of fulfillment and satisfaction while we're here? Why wait? He's got amazing things for you. That's all we're asking. That's all we felt that I felt in my heart that we needed to share about where we are as a church. If you're calling this place home, if you're looking for a church and kicking, kicking the tires, ask God what he would have you do. But I've already said yes, Lord, on behalf of this church and for me and my house. So will you go with us? Will you say yes to him and what he's called you to do? Only do what God's asking you to do. But will you lose your life for his sake? Will you walk away from things that you know that he's gonna bless and bring in a greater measure to your life for his sake? That's what you have to decide. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.